SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Here we go over to Manchester now. That's where we find uh, Jim White, a columnist for uh, The Telegraph, to look back at yesterday's game and also Man United finally winning a trophy. Jim, good evening. Thanks for taking our call in South Africa. Thanks for having me to be so. Yeah, six years since they last lifted a trophy. Uh, the Europa League under uh, Jose Mourinho back in 2017. It's been a long time for a club that uh, became used to winning things a few years ago. And and does it matter if it's the League Cup? Or how does it feel for the United fans and just for the club in general? Well, I think obviously the, uh, the League Cup is probably their lowest priority of the season. But the fact is that winning trophies develops a winning mentality. And it was really interesting on the pitch at the end. I don't know if you saw this in South Africa, but the United players celebrated with the fans. And at the forefront of the celebrations were two players, Casimiro and Rafa Varane, who were getting incredibly excited. And they have won between them nine Champions Leagues. You know, so they felt that this was something significant. They were dancing around that pitch as if it was the first bit of silverware either of them had ever encountered. And and I think that demonstrated the kind of spirit in this United side and the feeling that there is among them that this is the start of something rather than just a one-off. And I actually remember the last time we spoke to you, you highlighted the signing of Casemiro as a serial winner. And once again, he delivered. So this goes back to what you were talking about, that they've brought in actually players that are used to winning trophies and they can instill or help spread that culture in the team. Yes, I think Casemiro's kind of... (laughs) His investment into the team has been has been really significant. Listen, he's paid huge amounts of money, but he really delivers. Um, and you know, the the highest paid player um, for the past few years uh, at United was Paul Pogba, and then Cristiano Ronaldo. And neither of those two players could be described as leading in the way that Casemiro did. His performance on the pitch was was hugely important. He provides a really pivotal, stable presence in the middle of the field, stopping the opposition getting into a kind of position of prominence. Uh, and and he, every time he does a big tackle, he gets all excited. He pumps his fists. He gets the crowd going. And I think that that spreads into the rest of the team. Uh, and, and I think he has been a hugely influential signing. Down to Eric Ten Hag, who interestingly didn't want him. He wanted Frankie de Jong, um, the Barcelona uh, Dutch player. Um, but Casemiro has been more than an adequate replacement for um, Frankie de Jong and his plans, I think. And how did United get the better of Newcastle yesterday, Jim? Obviously, they would have gone into the game as favourites because of their form. But Newcastle have also been uh, very good the, 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 this season. How did they manage to get to get the better of them? Well, it was an interesting tactical display from Ten Hag because he changes quite often what his approach is going to be. I mean, against uh, Barcelona, it was different from it was against Leicester City. And against Newcastle, he'd really done his homework. And effectively, they allowed Newcastle to have as much possession as they wanted, knowing that United in Casemiro, Martinez, Varane and De Gea were going to be very difficult to break down defensively. And then they hit them on the break. 
So they scored two goals early on uh, in the in the first half. The first was uh, a brilliant delivery uh, from Luke Shaw from a free kick, Casemiro header. The second was a, a typical Marcus Rashford breakaway, getting in there, pace, power, scores a goal via a deflection. And from then on, they sat back, let Newcastle go at them, knowing that a two-goal lead was probably going to be enough against this Newcastle team. It's really interesting with United. They seem to have a different tactical plan each time. And sometimes it changes even within the course of the game. So against Newcastle, uh, in the middle of the second half, when you were thinking maybe he might bring on a couple of uh, uh, attackers um, just to seal off, get a third goal, kill off the game. No, he brought on two defensive midfield players in McTominay and Sabitza. And what happened was they then got control of the ball and had a couple of really incisive breakaways that could have brought more goals. So they did it in a way by kind of sitting back and let let uh, Newcastle attack them. Incredibly, they're still in the hunt for three more trophies this season, Jim. But how many are realistic or possible? And even if they don't get there, I guess, is it fair to say it'll still be a successful first season under Eric Ten Hag? I think Ten Hag knows that a trophy and getting into next season's Champions League, it would be deemed a success. So listen, they're not going to win the league. I don't think they are. I think Arsenal and City are just too far ahead of them. They might make a push for it, but I can't see that happening. So let, let, let's, that is fantasy, I think, uh, a trophy in the Premier League. Um, the, the Europa League is a possibility. And if you win that, you get Champions League uh, as well. The FA Cup, well, who knows? I suspect he may not go with his strongest team on Wednesday night when they play West Ham in the fifth round. He's got Liverpool on Sunday in the league. I suspect a few of his players may be rested after winning the trophy on Sunday. So they may be knocked out of that one. So, no, I don't think another three trophies is likely. But the minimum he knows he's got to do with the rest of the season is make sure either by winning the Europa League or by getting in the top four that he qualifies for next season's Champions League. Okay, and the top four is like winning a trophy these days. But um, finally, Jim, where does this cup success leave maybe the potential sale of the club now? Would the Glazers still be keen to sell after such encouraging results? (laughs) Well, it's interesting, actually, to be so, because... Avram Grant was there yesterday watching from the stands. Uh, A lot of fans made it clear in no uncertain terms they didn't want him involved in their club anymore. You know that the the sale, uh, the the share price tumbled on the New York Stock Exchange. Now you think, how could this morning it tumbled? And you think, how could that happen? It went down about about 19%. You think, how could that happen? They've just won a trophy. Surely that would put the price up. But my understanding is that potential buyers don't want the Glazers involved. And I think that Avram and his brother uh, in particular, uh, Joel, um, have sort of been making noises that they might like to find an investor and stay in control of the club. Uh, And and outside uh, potential buyers don't like that. Um, I think that the Qataris and I think Ineos, the two big uh, bidders so far, they want complete control. They don't want the Glazers around. 
partly for their own PR. They don't want the the uncomfortableness of having such unpopular owners still on board. And I, I, I can't see how anyone else would want to come in and pump in huge amounts of money and not have complete control. So it's an interesting time in there. Um, if Avran and Joel really are keen to stay on, I think that muddies the waters. Okay, quite interesting turn of events there at Manchester United, but they definitely um on the up as we can see. Thanks, Jim, for being able to take our call here in South Africa. We really appreciate it. Thanks to me, so it was a pleasure. Thanks, Jim White, columnist at the Telegraph, as also an author, of course, and has written a few books about United and Sir Alex Ferguson, right? What's that book called? Oh, I forgot what it's called, but about Sir Alex Ferguson also. So always good to hear it from the horse's mouth there. And back in the UK, they're not shy to reveal who they support. Eh? This man works as a journalist for years, but is also a Man United supporter and a Man United focused journalist. Okay. We're going to have to leave it here then. Well done to United. Well done. Um, to the Proteus women, oh, okay, I guess for, for reaching the final and becoming the first South African senior team to reach a final of the World Cup. And like we said, hopefully they can build on from here. Thanks to Ayabonga Kaka for joining us. Well done also to Kaiser Chiefs, I guess. And um, yeah, also, see, I just reminded me there was a story in SABC Sport today that Chippa United have parted ways with their coach, with, yeah, with their coach. It was the coach, Morgan Mamila and Kate Lynches took charge of training uh, today. So I guess no surprises are there. We have to go at 8 o'clock. Time for the news.